Do you guys ever go to one of those public pools where there's like a little pool of bleach you have to walk through? Ew, no. No. What? I mean, it's not like straight bleach. It's like extra chlorinated water to no. make sure you no. don't bring uh, athlete's foot in and out of the bathroom and shit. <laughs> that sounds interesting. That's That sounds grosser than just stepping in like a, a pool of tepid athlete's foot water and then going straight into the pool than and stepping in some other other stagnant pond of bleach. I don't know. I thought it was pretty dehumanizing. But it, <laughs> I mean, but going sense. to a public pool is already pretty dehumanizing. Don't you feel like you're being corralled? Dang, are you poor shaming? <laughs> no. I, wouldn't, I, was, I was on a YMCA swim team. That's not public, but like, I don't know. It's pretty public. That's Yeah, that's pretty public. I was also in a country club, but that was different. Wait, what? Let's stop talking about uh, your white-ass Connecticut upbringing. <laughs> we represent a diverse audience. I don't feel like you should be shaming me for my past. No, I'm, this is this, especially this episode, definitely a lot of white shaming. Welcome to the shame zone. Welcome to the shame zone. Well, I came prepared with my turmeric, ginger, lemon tea. Is that the Trader Joe's one, though? Yeah. Well, oh, the Trader Joe's one is just turmeric ginger, and then I put lemon juice in it and some apple cider. Damn. For sweet. Jose, you just went into full white mode. I know. I was just got very <laughs> excited about that. Oh my god, is that the Trader Joe's one? <laughs> Damn, son, where'd you find this? My personal preference is to All right, so the big story is Ahmaud Arbery. Uh, that happened um, last February. A uh, black man going on a run got followed by a bunch of white uh, wannabe vigilantes, and he was murdered. He got lynched, basically. Uh, and the, the video finally just came out, which have you two seen the video? Mm-hmm. No, I can't watch it. It's so fucked up, dude. It's like the, it, the they're literally just the, the guy who's recording it is uh, like the third guy who was following them. And yeah, the video, you can see him, Ahmad Arbery, uh, like just trying to fight off the, the sun, I guess. And then you just, um, you just see him go down and it's just really fucked up. Like it's, it's fucking horrifying. I just was almost crying when I watched it. Cause it was just like terrifying. And there's, there's been a bunch of stuff going on about it there in terms of like the opening up the investigation. They, the people who shot him were finally arrested. Um, one of them, of course, was a former private investigator cop, and yeah, like there was a there's been a whole clusterfuck of all the the district attorneys have been recusing themselves. Yeah, and... based on conflict of interest because they know him or they worked with him or something. Yeah, yeah. all that good old boy shit is still alive yeah. and well in the South. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah, the only reason it got and everyone knows that the only reason anything's happening to them is just because the video came out. The one of the lawyers for the family uh, uh, filed the suit and got the copy of the video and was able to release it. And that's when the public outcry kind of switched in, which is when the public shaming kind of kicks in and is actually very beneficial and useful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've because... said it time and time again that targeted harassment works. Like yeah. this video came out and all the people involved in the case became huge targets of people on the internet and now stuff is happening because of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just like another one. And the like this one hit me hard. Like obviously black people are killed constantly like by the police or by other white people who think that they are a threat somehow and then just take it upon themselves to just act as judge jury and executioner against these people for the crime of nothing but being black or just you know making up some other stuff and this one hit hard too because i feel like at least for me like i'm I'm, i do all the backpacking stuff and do um, more adozy shit but like first and foremost i like i've always thought myself as a runner like that's my thing it's just like i have way more running miles than i have hiking miles like i just way more i've just spent more time running and that's been more of my identity as an outdoors person than anything else and that's always been like my concern too is like because i used to run like i used to work at nine to five and used to run in the mornings 
and would wake up like four or five a.m. to go running. And that was always my thought. I was like, what if somebody, what if I'm running in like some nice neighborhood and somebody calls the cops on me because they think I'm stealing something? Or what if somebody like does exactly this thing where mm-hmm. they just like follow me and think I'm, I'm doing something? And it's just, and it's just so fucked up that this is the kind of situation that we live in, especially for just being a person of color and trying to be outdoors and trying to be into open spaces and trying to get exercise and all this stuff and then just have something like this happen yeah i think the most sickening part for me was seeing like the facebook group that popped up in support of his murderers just being like these people did what was right because you know basically saying that they were justified based on his actions which are none other than running and being black yeah that was then of course like the, the thing always comes out like afterwards of like he was not a literal angel therefore he deserved to die like he, yeah or he there's a there's a maybe video of him going into uh, a construction site to just check it out which wasn't only like he wasn't like that's not a reason like even if he was breaking in there and stealing shit like that's not a reason to just like murder him like to take it upon themselves to to detain him and shoot him Um, and the people who killed him didn't know him or anything about his past right no and honestly like even if he had broken into their house you still don't murder somebody for that if yep. someone was in your house threatening you, then I could see having the cause to pull a gun on him. But yeah. if he's leaving and fleeing the scene, then you have no right to be judge, jury, yeah. and executioner and fucking murder somebody. But he didn't even yeah. do that. He was just... the vid- I mean, the video shows that he kind of walks into this construction site and then walks right back out as the video I saw, which could yeah. easily be curiosity. I've done shit like that plenty of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just checking it out. And... So I watched that video where it was a, a, um, a legal activist talking about the situation and talking about like the, the justification some people have made like, oh, it was a citizen's arrest. They were like, as in Georgia, they have citizen's arrest law. So citizens, private citizens can arrest people if they witnessed them committing a crime. Like these mm-hmm. people had not witnessed him doing anything. They just think them because they were suspicious of it. They're trying to stop him for that. Um, so that that doesn't hold up for them whatsoever. And then the other thing was like stand your ground laws. Georgia has them as well too, which is what uh, a Trayvon Martin's killer used to get off. And the idea is that if if you see for your safety, you can kind of defend yourself, even if it means like fatally. Uh, which in this case, in this case, Anne and Trayvon Martin's is total fucking bullshit because they were pursuing them. Like you can't fear for your life while you're going after someone yeah. else. Yeah, they had tried to detain him a couple of times. He he didn't stop, um, as far as I know, and. And when they were like, oh, they were fearing for safety because he like they're shooting at him. Like he was literally trying to prevent himself from being shot. Like it's not like he was he was attacking them or anything. He was like fearing for his life. You can very clearly see that he's trying to defend himself from these two assholes. And yeah, like it's it's just incredibly both of those justifications don't hold up whatsoever. I mean, there is no justification for this, but but and white people that have some sort of narrative in their head where he shouldn't have fought back or something and then he could have avoided all this need to empathize with the guy and understand that like you're on a run and these two white guys who aren't cops are chasing you with a gun pointing a gun at you and you're saying that what he should have done is what lay down on the ground and let them catch up to him in a country in a region of a country that's got a history of lynchings so what was he supposed to do he could lay down and who knows what would happen to him he could try to keep running away, which he did. And then they caught up to him and he fought back for his life and got shot. That's what happened. And he barely fought back from what I understand. Yeah. He didn't have a, really have a chance to because they shot him. Yeah, that's fucked up. Uh, so to me, that that also kind of leads to the larger idea of like people of color outdoors and whether or not we're safe outdoors. Because that's always been something that's come up often like in backpacking long distance, like in all these outdoors activities um, there's like inherent risk to everything that we do climbing backpacking running and you know like injury of that's common all the normal shit that's common but then if you're like a person of color then you also have to worry about this kind of shit when you're out there of like being harassed there's a really good essay i forgot the woman's name but it was a it was a, i think it was last year the year before it was in the best american essays and she published it somewhere else i think it might have been m plus one it was a black woman talking about her experience hiking the appalachian trail and how just constantly just being annoyed by people who were just harassing her or asking her all these dumb questions of like, where are you from? And she would say like, oh, I'm from like, I think she was from Georgia. And then she, and people would be like, no, but really, where are you from? You know, implying that, you know, <laughs> like what part of Africa are you from or things yeah. like that. And 
are just like asking her about her hair and just doing all this shit just all these things are just really fucked up like and and we want to think that outdoor people especially like backpacking through hikers are more accepting and wouldn't do this kind of shit but like i don't know that's not that's not true i feel like that's there's always room to examine behaviors like that and 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 it's just this kind of shit just reinforces that which was like yeah i mean no like the truth of the matter is that i mean you can ask our poc is safe in the outdoors and the answer is obviously no because they're not safe anywhere in america yeah yeah i mean yeah that's the fundamental escape from it yeah (laughs) yeah i would say the funny thing too is that i would say that a trail is probably safer than like a city you know at least there's no cops in the trails for the most part and fewer guns and there's yeah fewer guns yeah some of but so and statistically speaking you are safer backpacking in terms of like there's per capita there's less murders than there would be like in the in the, in the, in the other city uh but the difference is between there's a difference between being safe and feeling safe and that's something that's very hard to that a lot of people don't understand especially like some of these outdoorsy white people whenever this kind of stuff comes up when there's this issue there's always people going to like the why are they complaining about this that trail is the safest place to be like they why why does this come up why does it bring it up and i see it all the time just the idea like anytime there's any kind of criticism or any opportunity to talk about some of these these issues it just immediately gets shut down and gets shit all over yeah, and even if it's not fear for your physical safety, I've, I've seen this time and time again with um, like well-intentioned liberal white people alienating people by asking questions about their hair, or saying that they're pretty, or whatever weird bullshit. Like, or the weird. I mean, I'm I used to be guilty of this shit until I realized how fucked up it was. Where you like try to relate to the other person, you like see. Yeah a mexican person on trail and you're like oh i love spicy food <laughs> and you're like start speaking your broken ass spanish to them. yeah and you're like your intentions are good or whatever like you're trying to project that you're an ally that you don't have to be like worried about or something but all you're doing is like shining this big spotlight on the difference between like you and that person yeah making it like making it super clear that like hey you're different than everybody and you're not normally the type of person that's out here the first time i met jordan you you were wearing a giant sombrero and the fake mustache to try to make me feel like we're related. I heard he also only eats beans. Yeah, he only eats beans too. But that's yeah. just that's a solidarity move. Yeah. That's how we project our allyship to you, Lance. By yeah. eating dehydrated Santa Fe dehydrated beans. Yeah. Free holes. <laughs> and so kind of related to that, uh, this post by Patagonia is it's the post itself is just it's a lot of um, a lot of the white liberal stuff of like, here's how we can be better allies kind of stuff. And it's like, I, yeah. so I have to admit Patagonia. that I, before I even saw this post, I saw like eight really obnoxious white people that I know, like repost it to their Instagram stories. And it just instantly made me like, it just put a sour taste in my mouth. I didn't even want to like get involved. I just read it today. Like it was posted a few days ago and I was like, eh. the post itself is like a 10 slide instagram post that just talks about like whiteness in the outdoors and how to address your privilege and blah 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 all that woke white liberal shit so uh the the stuff itself is all the general things of of like here's how to be woke the awesome thing about this post is the comment section which is just just an utter shit show it's so disgusting (laughs) Yeah. I'm surprised that you were able to see because I was when you guys mentioned the, the comment section, I was like, oh, let me see see it. But all the top ones, I don't know if some of the ones have been deleted, some of the really bad ones, but all the top ones are like in solidarity or in support or whatever. And he he's like, she's very not really responding to any of them. Yeah, to be fair, most of the posts were positive. Um or yeah. the comments. Yeah. I'm curious but if the, the people I, who just... are against it like know what the account is even about. <laughs> like, have they ever seen <laughs> Like, why are you before? yeah like yeah, how did you see this <laughs> why are you following patagonia why are you posting racist shit following um like a, a very very gay queer um like cross-dressing person like it's it's i, I have so many questions recently about how people find what they do on the internet because i've had people like slide into my dms like i post so much divisive shit about biden being a rapist and like all this shit about bernhardt and then like when I posted something about how people shouldn't go to national parks right now, I got like two people in one day, like sliding into the DMs, like being super irate with me and like picking fights, telling like basically conspiracy theory stuff about the virus and like all this shit. And then like 
told me that I was that they were going to like report me to uh, Mike Reynolds, who's the former superintendent of Yosemite, basically like threatened my job because of like my personal opinions about whether or not our park should open. And I'm just like, re- like these people were already following me. And I'm like, really? It wasn't like the insanely divisive political stuff I was posting that turned you away. It was like the fact that I want the parks to close. <laughs> like, yeah. how'd you find this? It's the algorithms, man. They Ours is not to question the algorithms. They're probably CIA operatives. <laughs> but I haven't lost my job yet, so nice try, guys. The the first comment on the on Patagonia's post is literally quit victimizing minorities. <laughs> like that's, <laughs> that's so stupid. I think that's like, the first comment because because Patty actually responded to that one. Yeah. Oh, that might be why it's a weird algorithm. Yeah. Well, I feel like we should call out some of the like blatantly racist posts. I yeah. know like a lot of people when they repost stuff or when they talk about it, they blur out usernames. But I think we should no. go ahead and say that like dust.pan.1. That's <laughs> dust.pan.1. If you want to find them on Instagram. Said we'd be a bit nicer if you didn't break into our houses, yell at us when we shoot criminals charging at us and commit 50% of the crime. Not going to lie. Yeah. And J Green forty five. That's J G R E A N four five. No race hunts blacks like blacks hunt blacks. No race commits more murder and crime like blacks, even though they make up such a low percentage of the population. LOL. Yeah, those those two. I don't understand what they have to do with the post at hand at all. Like they didn't even pretend to be tangentially related to like the post, which is about white people in the outdoors. They were just like. This is an excuse for me to say something racist. Thank you for giving well, me this platform. I mean, I think they they read between the lines and saw that this was a post about the shooting and took it as an opportunity to basically say that he deserved it. I mean, it's not between between the lines. It's like it's in the first paragraph. Of yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's yeah. It's, it's and it's just that kind of thing that happens all the fucking time when you like it's outdoor post. So Patagonia is like a, a well-known like outdoor person, outdoor personality who does a lot of these kind of comment, like a lot of these posts to try to educate people. And, you know, like as much as you can make fun of like the woke whiteness aspect of it and the the kind of a, a annoyance of it and how annoying it is sometimes um it's it's very well 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 meaning and it's a it's a very good like resource and it has a lot of like exposure and it's a great way of like getting some of this information out there and expanding that and then just see people coming out of the fucking woodwork to just post all these racist ass comments make all these stupid things like that are not related or they're tangentially related just so that they can spew some racist ass opinion and that kind of shit and then you then like me as a person of color is like seeing this i'm like oh cool there's like you know i don't I, this is kind of like cringy but like the post itself is well-meaning or whatever and then you see all these people commenting and i'm like damn these people are like also outdoors people or at least they're they're somehow connected to the outdoors and that they're seeing this content and posting it as well as like and that sort of translates into like when you're out there I'm like fuck i hope i don't run into any of these people well i think that's a good point because a lot of people a lot of like privileged white people like to say that oh, well, the outdoors community is really accepting. I've never had a problem backpacking and the backpacking community is great. And it's all about their backpacking experience or their through hike or their trail family and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. what they don't take into account is that a lot of these trails were sharing with hunters and bushcrafters and ATV enthusiasts and going through towns. And that mm-hmm. I think it's pretty much true that most of the actual backpacking and hiking community tends to be very open-minded. And your chances of having a negative encounter with them are a lot lower than the general population. I, I, do you think that's true, Jose? I mean, I don't want to put words in like a PFC's mouth, but I, I think, I think that's generally true. I think that I like when I'm hiking with a group of people, I feel less worried about what they're gonna say. Like at least you know, it, I've never had any blatantly racist shit said at me. I've definitely had a few events of people doing like funny accents or things like that like um, jordan which is when you were talking about the beans yeah. just now <laughs> yeah it was probably always, both of us and i i'm also i'm also just like more 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 tolerant of that shit like i don't really like that stuff is like if it's in good like i i understand context and i understand like I, I don't get super annoyed by that kind of stuff um but i totally understand and respect anyone who would be like upset by that um Versus I can like joke if like Jordan does like a Mexican voice. We've we done when we backpack together, we do bits about like lost hikers in the in East LA, which is still one of my favorite bits. <laughs> um, and that I don't like, I don't care. Like I know Jordan, I know, you know, he's about, and so it's, and it's funny. Um, 
but I would totally understand if somebody would also would be upset by that. And that kind of stuff happens, you know, I, I kind of am more immune to it, or I guess, or I just think I, I can find the humor in it. But my thing is more like, yeah, the, I'm more concerned, like if I'm going through, when I was hiking through Northern California, that shit is terrifying, dude. Like that yeah. Northern California or like Southern Oregon, when you're hiking through like very conservative areas, very like, they're literally secessionists. Like they hate California. They're like, they're all gun toting. Um, just like angry people who just like, like I got a ride once from uh, I got picked up once in right outside of um, Sierra city. And the dude picked me up like half a mile from the trail. And then just spent like the, the whole like five minutes that it took me just complaining about taxes and complaining about immigrants coming in and like all this shit. And I was like, Oh fuck. Like that's, I want to <laughs> get off the car. But at the same time, he was like being nice to me as a, as a hiker. Like and it was just very confusing. You know? Do you think he knew you were Mexican? I don't know. I was very dirty, so I couldn't know if you could tell. <laughs> I like to tell a story about my first hitch ever alone. It's like I hiked the long trail, but I kind of met up with a group and I never hitched alone. But on the AT, I hitched into town like the first week in like very rural Georgia. And I was alone and I stuck out my thumb and this dude picked me up and he I got in the bed of his truck because he had like some shit in the front and he was going, to, it was just down the road and he had like just shotguns just like rolling around the bed of his truck like not even in like a case or like secured in any way and I was like this is fine (laughs) and then I and then he has like a bunch of and then I start reading like the bumper stickers and he's got like a no Obama bumper sticker like I'm sure he would have been a MAGA if if it was a few years later but I was just like maybe he "Ah, was just against Obama because of the drone strikes (laughs) 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 but yeah I was like oh this is like and that's like the south like we're talking about the pct and stuff but like i was uncomfortable in many places just in the south as like a female hiking alone like the only only ever time only time i have ever been but like i think that would be an even more uncomfortable place to be or like on the cdt in like rural montana or idaho like some of those spots like probably even worse than the pct and it's and it's not to say that these places are are inherently racist or that they're obviously like not gonna stereotype them all and say like oh there's places aren't safe like the rural south or anything like that but though it's more like the feeling of just being unsafe there like feeling there's a big difference like i said before between being safe and feeling safe mm-hmm. and that's like when you're hiking and you're trying to be outdoor and being against spreads it's really hard to get into the the kind of that feeling of like this is a beautiful place and i'm safe here when you like realistically like may not be or at least feel that way well especially with the heritage and the past that those places have mm-hmm. yeah I mean, that's not something that you can ignore as a as a person walking through a place like that. I mean, yeah. I guess if you're privileged enough, you can just turn it off and ignore it or, you know, zone it out. But for a lot yeah, of people, that, they can't. And that's what a lot of people try to do. A lot of like white people try to do, white hikers try to do, just being like, that's that's not part, that's not what this trail is about or that's not what this community is about. Yeah. And as a white man, I can say that like I've had run-ins with people that I know are racist, that my personal interaction with them is totally fine. And they're like nice people to me. Mm-hmm. But I know that wouldn't be the case if my skin color was different or maybe if I was a woman or if I was gay. If So yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's important for people, white people to keep in mind, um, which I think is something we should get into. That's kind of like what the nature of that Patagonia post was about is like, what can we do as as white people? Um, to make it more welcoming yeah we can we can go over some of this stuff um number one thing um you can leave america (laughs) (laughs) did you see the post this is tangentially related but did you see there was an article this week about somebody confronting like like navajo tribal leaders getting like harassed by people in arizona telling them to like go back to where they came from and they're like oh the irony (laughs) like what yeah some 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 mega chuds were um (laughs) harassing some navajo people (laughs) telling them asking them if they were where they were from and they should leave america which is it's it's so horrifying and offensive and so funny yeah it's just so fucking dumb i wouldn't even know how to respond to that like i'm pretty good at like mouthing off to people and stuff and if somebody yeah. like if somebody said that and i was around i wouldn't even know how to respond <laughs> just start laughing hysterically in their faces yeah, yeah hopefully that's one of the, that's the yeah. thing that people would realize after the fact how stupid they sounded but you never know all right so i'm looking through some of these things um 
understanding white privilege in the outdoors that's like a that's one of those things where like it's it to me it's like that's i guess i guess that's a first good step i think most people who would probably listen to this or um would already kind of aware of that like if you're if you're a white person and you're backpacking if you're climbing if you're running if you're anything like that you just inherently have one up on the on on your surroundings like you have you're you're safer in some capacity um you might not be safe period or you might like there's still hardships and there's still like dangers involved in this stuff but your skin color is not one of those things it's like it's not what the one thing that you have to be concerned about and i think a lot of people have a hard time understanding that yeah, I think um, like coming up in a in a more poor white background, this is what like puts a lot of my family and stuff off from this like white privilege talk. That it's like, well, wait, we didn't have anything growing up either. And when even in the Patagonia post, they met one of the first things they mentioned is you probably come from a position of power and wealth if you're um, a white person in the outdoors, which I statistically you're probably more likely to come from power and wealth if you're white like that's true but i think that turns a lot of people off to start off with something like that and while it might be right i don't think it's the right messaging like to get like my people on board with this yeah because i think that it's it's not that hard to understand that if you put it in the context of like yeah look we both come from poor backgrounds but you're not at risk of getting shot when you're going on a jog because of the color of your skin. Like you might have had hardship in your life, but fearing for your life because of your race isn't one of those hardships. Yeah, yeah none of those hardships. And anyone can understand that. Race. Yeah. Yeah, and I agree with that. I think like, I think kind of talking to you and getting to know you, because that's always my, my mindset of just being, uh, initially was kind of going in more of that of that mindset and then talking to you and realizing like, yeah, like if you're if you're a poor white person, you if you're just a white person in general, you may have hard, hard hardships. And I'm not trying to dismiss that or say like that you've never su- suffered or struggled or anything like that. And solidarity to everyone who has. But that's just the thing that you've never had to worry about. That's one less thing, like the color of your skin or being detained by the police or being chased out, but just going on for a run by two white guys who just think you stole something. Right. There there was a video, um, this guy who went running, literally shirtless, a white dude running, carrying a TV and went on like a two mile run through a neighborhood mm-hmm. and nobody stopped him. Nobody said anything. People just waved to him and said goodbye. Like, and obvious, and just to prove the, like the point, like, yeah, cause he's white. Like nobody batted an eye about him literally right. running sketchily down the street with the TV. Yeah. To, to like basically disprove all the people who thought that this dude was acting like suspicious just for going on a run and being black. He's like, no, it has nothing to do with suspicion yeah. or his actual actions. Like I'm also running yeah. and being even sketchier, but I'm white. So it's fine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which again, being sketchy and running away is still not an excuse to murder someone. Yeah. Yeah. Running running away when you're on a run doesn't count as sketchy behavior. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, I I hate that white like the the white privilege conversation just turns so many people off from the jump. They have the same argument of like they they don't they just don't believe that that's a thing or they don't understand how it might apply to their lives. So I think that's where this post kind of loses the target audience right away is like if you're trying to present the idea of white privilege in the outdoors like a lot of folks just already don't even think that that exists um yeah. so they're not willing to have that conversation about it specifically in the outdoor sphere next one was a uh, white silence um just talking about whenever there's any of these issues of just not not speaking out against them or not wasting anything about them or just shutting down conversation which is this is always an issue i mean people i think from the reason i think people shut this kind of stuff down a lot is because just the discomfort of that or like that feeling of like well i'm not privileged i've had a hardship therefore like this isn't a valid conversation and they immediately shut it down versus rather trying to understand it or explore it more yeah i think a lot of that too comes from it's it's uncomfortable to call people out and that's what you know white silence is is that hearing a racist joke or something and not standing up for the people that you know that are the punchline of the joke whether they're present or not i that's a big thing that i see like i have insight into a lot of this stuff because i'm a i'm a white guy that you guys probably aren't as exposed to which is when there's a group of white guys around especially if a lot of them are boomers they'll crack jokes that they would never say in front of a, a black person or a mexican person and i've had to make it a habit in the last few years to like 
stand up for people even though they're not there and the excuse all the time is like oh i wouldn't say that in front of anybody i don't want to hurt anybody's feelings and it's like <laughs> jesus christ do you not yeah. see the problem with that it's not racism if you don't if if it's like if a tree falls in a forest and no one's around <laughs> yeah but it's like if i say okay, the n-word if... and no, a forest and no no black people are around <laughs> is it really racism right and that's like a lot of the stuff gets perpetuated that way it's seen as just like oh it's this is a thing i'm not allowed to say in the presence of the people that it affects but it still goes on behind closed doors all the time yeah and i think it's worth i mean not to not to take the conversation away from race but i think that's another thing worth talking about with like queer people in the outdoor community is that it's so easy to assume that people are straight and then it's those jokes like if people knew that you were gay, they wouldn't say this joke in front of you, but they say it anyway because they don't know. And then it's even worse because you don't have that platform to come up on. And I think the same thing happens with women too. Like the whole like locker room talk thing. Um, I don't think it's as prevalent with our generation or at least not the people we run with. Um, But it does go on. Like people talk differently when there's a a woman around. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a type of like, I guess it's not white silence. It's like a, a privileged silence kind of thing. Uh, other stuff, uh, know the difference between covert and erase, overt racism. So that's basically just knowing like there's a, a, there's um, knowing, understanding that you you can like playfully say an accent, make, make a talk in someone's voice or just say something as an aside that you might not think is racist. Like as long as you might think that, oh, I'm not saying the N word or I'm not saying like terribly offensive trump trump like statements about race then it's okay but it's there's there's still ways to make people feel uncomfortable with with just like you know microaggressions i guess is the term or just the idea of 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 the way that jordan mentioned of like pointing out that that they're different and bringing that and making that to the the forefront oh you're vietnamese i love pho yeah (laughs) but yeah that one's a little bit harder Go ahead. Well, I think the difference between um, overt and covert racism is important, but also the difference between like overt or violent racism and um, systemic racism is a big, yeah. big difference. And they're they're kind of linked. But I think that once again, like back in my hometown and stuff, I think a lot of the the older people in my family or like my parents' age, they they were around when there was a lot of overt racism going on still. Like yeah. people were, black kids were getting called the N word in high school or like the school for my grandparents, the schools might've still been segregated and yeah. people joined the KKK and shit. Like as far as I'm aware, there's none of that in my family's history, but like it was definitely going on in Indiana and like, I mean, it still goes on, but yeah. for them, they can see that like, no, this is way different now. Like there's not lynchings going on anymore. So racism's over. Yeah. I mean, we've had a black president like they they people from that background see that world and they're just like, it's over. I don't know what people are complaining about. There's not separate water fountains and shit anymore. So get over it. Not not only that, but sometimes it goes even further than that, where people are like now the real minority are, are white people are like we're the ones who are being oppressed now because of all this political wokeness culture. Oh, and- dude, I come from a manufacturing town, so don't get me started on the whole affirmative action reverse racism shit. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that argument so many times. Yeah, and 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 you, you people want to make that argument that like the well now the culture has changed so much that now being a a conservative. Uh, like person is now the true minority or white white conservatives or white Christian conservatives are the most oppressed minority in this country. And which is not true, like by far, there's nowhere near the case that's not true. You it might feel that way culturally just because I think there's more vocalized uh, anger about some of these um, discriminations and this, uh, this injustices. And that's Dude, do you know what they're hopeless. actually mad about? What? They're actually mad that their kids listen to hip hop. <laughs> And we're like, no, straight up. Like, I think that's where a lot of that, like feeling of alienation comes from among that generation that like, they spent so much time, like restoring their Camaro and learning Stevie Ray Vaughan licks on the guitar and their kids just aren't impressed with it at all. They're just like, yeah, "Yeah, I'm going to like go listen to 21 Savage. Yeah. We're not, that's, that's become like opposite. Yeah. Um, And then a couple of things, uh, what you can do to take action, read, 
uh, be more, listen, watch, ask a safe space, choose action over inaction, which is like common sense stuff. I don't really need to get further into that. Learn more about some of these things. Support us on Patreon so you can get more of this content. (laughs) (laughs) Inventory your capital, which is uh, one thing I think is, is... just acknowledging that whole like white privilege, like I'm a white person outdoors. Like I, that to me is like the, the very fucking least that people can do. It's just saying like, Hey, I'm a white person in the outdoor space. I have it much easier. And I like, I think that for myself as being like a cis male of just being like, Hey, when I, I'm, I'm a person of color, but at least I'm fucking cis male. So I don't have to worry about that aspect of it. I can't yeah. imagine what it would be like non-binary or trans person of color and trying to be in an outdoor space, trying to be into this outdoor shit like that, or just being a per- like a person like that in general, like would be so fucking difficult. So shout out to them. Yeah. And shout out to disabled people that still make shit work in the outdoors. Yeah. Cause that is a, that's a huge thing to overcome for. Yeah. Just being able bodied. Yeah. yeah. Obviously it's like uh, totally acknowledging that we have that, that going for us. So I feel like off their um, list list of things you could do to help the Patagonia list, they they left off some key things that I think we should shout out to. Things like um, kill racists and fascists, <laughs> uh, buy a gun, protect people. That's been a big thing. Did you guys see those um, those armed guys that helped escort the the congresswoman of Michigan to the mm-hmm. to the government building? Yeah, that's something that like liberals will never talk about the things like the Black Panther Party um, and armed militias that protect people that are worse off than you are a good use of like, it's not even violence, but potential violence dissuades a lot of people. Yeah, I think peaceful protest is really great, but there's a there's room for at least the threat of violence. Just to be clear, old Black Panther Party, not new Black Panther Party, which is crazy. Ultra-nationalist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Old school, the... cool Black Party, Black Panthers. Yeah, classic Fred Hampton and Huey Newton Black Yeah, Panthers. and that's a huge thing of just, like, expressing, like, solidarity and standing up for other people, um, whether that involves guns or not, or just the very least, like, showing strength and solidarity together and saying, like, don't stand up to this shit, don't put up with any of this dumb shit racist rhetoric regardless are you are you willing to throw down for people like if you were in that neighborhood and saw him jogging and two guys chasing with a gun would you step in between him and them yeah that's a that's a huge thing it's like that's the one thing i've seen that was that's like the one of the most annoying things i saw was the uh once all this stuff came out they a lot of like woke white people did the most annoyingly like liberal thing of just like we're gonna run 2.2 miles oh my god and on oh, yeah. about it Omar. And, and it's just like that's the most like meaningless fucking thing you can do like it's i have a lot of friends who did this who are gonna be listening to this so sorry <laughs> I'm, I'm shitting all over you but like that's the dumbest fucking thing like that, that accomplishes nothing like all you're doing is is patting yourself on the back and showing how aware you are like just pretending that you're like any any of that makes a difference like first of all it's only two miles it's not that far (laughs) second of all uh so it's not like it's not even like a personal sacrifice for a lot of people like obviously not everyone can run that far or hike that far do that thing thing. but it's not like it's not a big commitment you're not like you're not causing yourself enough like harm to to like empathize or really show empathy with what happened like there's no way you could ever possibly do that but like that's such a meaningless like number Dude, it's oh. the opposite of self-sacrifice. It's congratulations, you made this about you. Mm-hmm. I saw a post up. I think it was from his mom that was like, you know, if, if you want to run your two point two to to like kind of you know keep him in your thoughts during that time, that's great. But she was like, she was just saying, I I would challenge you to not post on social media about it, but instead just to use that time yeah. to think about you know whether you feel safe in the space that you're running, or you know just use it for kind of con- contemplation. Because like if you're gonna be if you're going to be inactive, like if you're not even going to act on, on, <laughs> yeah. you know, your, your, your descent or whatever, you're just going to run for it. Like at least use that time to like be introspective, not just like, oh man, I'm going to take a picture of my Apple watch after I finish this run and like post it on yeah, Facebook. My Strava. <laughs> yeah. I'd be willing to bet all, everything I have that 0% of people did that run and didn't post about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, have, I do have a friend who uh, who did 22 miles, uh, which was like at least like, the, you're at least you're like 
physically like struggling for that you know you're like i'm making more of an effort to really show like and making it hard on yourself and i guess and like at the very least like that's that's more to me than more than just like two two miles at least like put a um, fucking t-shirt on or something that says like run with a mod or like do something other than posting about it yeah like, you're just, just yelling do, into an echo do the run if you want but then also like if you see cops harassing a black person fucking film them or tell them to stop or do anything if you see there's there's i remember like ice with boarding buses and people were like yelling at them to get the fuck off the bus which is why greyhound doesn't allow them on there anymore which is great like do real shit like do mutual aid solidarity work do anything donate to some of these like groups with black lives matter that are that are actually trying to make a difference rather than just post about it you know kill a racist (laughs) i want to keep in mind that like throw hands that like the people who are posting about it are not the enemy in this scenario but i would just still like use this as an opportunity to challenge people to do better like you're like i don't want to shit on people too much for doing that i kind of want to make fun of you but like yeah like jordan said before like you're well-intentioned but like you you should be doing something else yeah yeah a big hint is if if you're somehow taking something that has nothing to do with you and making it about you you're doing something wrong you're in the very least not helping and i would go as far as this i don't know if this counts as hurting but you're taking good energy that you have about your intentions and you're funneling it into something that doesn't fucking matter yeah. Like take that energy and do something with it that actually helps somebody. Donate to our Patreon. We don't even have one yet. Like even no, if yeah, yeah. even if do you don't some... have the means to like help directly or you don't know how, like help something indirectly that you can help. Make a bunch of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and hand them out to homeless people. Like just take your energy that you have about like injustice in the world. And go do something that actually helps somebody. Yeah, if people yeah. run 2.23 miles down like their city streets and they also are handing out food to homeless people, then you can post about it on social media. Yeah, or vandalizing cop cars. <laughs> Tearing down Confederate statues. Yeah, exactly. That's good practice. The other thing I want to talk about today is uh, this post by the AZT that Furball just brought to our attention today, which is oh my God. awesome. If <laughs> If you thought the Ahmad Arbery conversation and the Petty's post and POC discussion was, oh boy, this one is real fun. Um, so the AZT Association, the Arizona Trail Association, the sort of agency or a group that's kind of responsible for maintaining the trail and for protecting a lot of the land that the Arizona Trail passes through, made a little Instagram post about, um, um, do either of you want to read it or you can just read it? You can read I, it because then you can pronounce the Spanish words better. Yeah. <laughs> Should I do like the very overtly like changing the my accent? Yes. Yeah, the like solid. The, the Huachuca Mountains <laughs> are the gems of the Arizona Trail. <gasps> wow. Where the forest of pine and aspen flow into the grasslands. It's here near the international border where the idea of the Arizona Trail was first conceived and where many people first begin their epic adventure across the state of Arizona. Customs and Border Protection recently announced their plans to blast a road through the Quachua, damn, I can't even pronounce it either. Quachuca oh Mountains for heavy equipment to build the border wall, destroying the southern terminus of the AZT, cutting off wildlife corridors and forever impacting the landscape. So CBP is basically going to blast a giant road through this mountain just so that they can haul equipment in to build the border wall. Um, I think it's part of the the sort of ongoing goal of just building as many miles of, of border wall as possible, which obviously has been a big thing for the Trump administration. Um, So in addition to a road wide enough to accommodate semi-trucks and 30-foot tall steel barriers, the project also includes lighting and cameras supported by grid power. We are requesting CBP consider using technology instead of physical barriers or removal of the road and restoration of the landscape after the wall is built or compensation equal to the cost of the wall construction to protect and maintain the rest of the Arizona Trail. So, so the, what they're bringing, they're not opposed to this entire, like off the, entirely, um, even though it potentially affects the terminus, the southern terminus of the Arizona Trail and impacts the, the access to it. Um, they're, they're not 100% just saying like, don't do this whatsoever. They're, what they're saying is like, either um, don't do it and switch to a, a more technological barriers of, of patrolling the border. Which they um, already have there. Like yeah. I've been there and that whole section, you can't go... You can't even go half a day without seeing border patrol out there. And there's also a giant blimp that's in the air 24 hours a day. Yeah. Patrolling for any sign of anyone sneaking across the border or drugs getting across. There's a fuck ton of drones that constantly fly all over. Um, There's a lot of uh, infrared cameras all over the place, hidden everywhere. 
Um, so there's already a bunch of stuff, but I guess what they're saying is there's a bunch like, of redneck cool. militias out there too. Yeah. <laughs> um, and or removal of the road and restoration of the landscape after the wall is built. So again, they're saying like it's okay if you build the wall, but please clean up after yourself afterwards, basically. Yeah. Or compensate equal to the cost of the wall construction to protect and maintain the rest of the Arizona. So so go ahead and build the wall. Continue this racist ass dump ineffective policy, but give us money so that we can continue taking care of the rest of the trail. Yeah, I think that's the sad reality is that they feel like they're not, they feel like they have to negotiate or meet halfway. Like they can't oppose it because even just their their proposal, just bringing this issue to light in this Instagram post got so much flack from people. And it, that's like what's saddest to me is that they can't, they can't take, you know, a really staunch stance against this. They have to try to like, you know, compromise in a really sad way yeah. that still puts the trail in danger. It's fucking pathetic groveling way of just being like, please, like they're, yeah. they're not, a, and the, this is, so this is the best part of this post, the next line. This is not about politics. No. It's about protecting the Arizona no. trail. And then the, this Friday is the deadline to submit comments to CPP. So by the time this goes out, the deadline will have passed. They also posted this like just with two days left on the commenting period. So it was well, not I, at I all, was looking like, at their, they've effective. actually posted it on their website on the 7th. Um, no. But yeah, they didn't post about it on Instagram. Don't they know that I only read Instagram? <laughs> well, I'm on their mailing list too. And I didn't get the email until no. today. Actually, after the Instagram post went up. I think it's just like where they're just like a half-hearted effort. Like they're not, I don't think they're, they doesn't, even just from this post alone, it doesn't really seem like they're really trying to fight it. Yeah. I mean, and let's least... be real. Like the pub, public comment period doesn't mean shit anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can, you can public, like most, most large decisions like this have to be legally open for public comment and they don't, they don't legally have to take anything into account. Even if every single posted opinion is negative, they don't have to take that into account at all. Yeah, and they collect your name and email address and address when you make a public comment, yeah. and it goes in the permanent record. <laughs> the, the, the saddest part to me was, I mean, I I read the article on the ACT website, which had a little bit more information, but mostly the same stuff as the post. But there's a there's a bit from uh, Matthew Nelson, who's the executive director of the Arizona Trail Association, and he talks about what makes me most mad is. Um, well, he says, when Congress designated the Arizona Trail a National Scenic Trail in 2009, it was supposed to be protected in perpetuity from these types of impacts. If this project moves forward, the National Trail System Act will be the 42nd law waived to allow construction of the wall. Uh, along with the National Environmental Policy Act, NEPA, uh, the Endangered Species Act, and Native American Graves Protection Repatriation Act, just to name a few. So, like, having this, having this conversation in the same episode where we're talking about, like, racism based on like well why aren't they following the rules or like why don't people follow the laws like i don't understand how some people can reconcile that type of mindset with the mindset that you can just break 45 laws to build this wall in this one area the, like um, what is I, a law I, the spoiler alert it's because it's nothing to do with the laws or following the laws it has to do with just being racist right that yeah. and the little bit that it does have to do with the laws has everything to do with the protection of private property so yeah. they believe in violence if it means keeping someone from stealing something from me or in the case of a lot of racism in the united states if it has to do with your home or neighborhood value which is why there's still a lot of racism about like black people moving into a, into a neighborhood and stuff like that but yeah. when it's something like this when it's public land they could give two shits give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. When they try to like eminent domain some of the land to build up some sections of the border wall. Yeah. They'll oppose that, that, that they'll stand with the guns against uh, government coming in and, and buying up land for that. But if it's public lands, who gives a shit? Yeah. Blow it all, burn it all down. Who cares about those endangered turtles? Who cares about, mm -hmm. um, is it literally just fucking native American graves? Yeah. So just West of there is a reservation that they're also building the wall through jesus christ yeah so so there's there's so much to talk about with this this stuff there's a relationship to so the reason obviously the the wall is going up is to uh, ostensibly to prevent um undocumented immigrants from coming into this country uh via some of these these places of entry which has just time and time again there's been shown that the physical wall does not deter any migration whatsoever. It does fuck all. All these comments in response to this post were talking about how 
um, we need to build a wall to keep them out, to keep the, and their words, illegals out constantly, uh, or we need to worry about like human uh, and narcotics smuggling across the border. And now uh, these immigrants are coming in and harming a lot of uh, American citizens. And which is, none of that is true. Like the, the border wall itself, the physical wall has been demonstrably shown to not prevent any migration whatsoever. All it does is it funnels people who are coming into this country anyway, who have no other options or interests into more dangerous parts of the, of the, of the, desert or places where they're literally dying in hundreds. So like there's fucking mass graves in the desert of just people of immigrants who are coming into this country who just have to go in through these very dangerous areas. And that's and it's not and that's like purposefully done. Like that's the whole policy that CBP has come up with to try to just kill off as many of these immigrants coming in as possible in order to deter them from coming in. And the, yeah, they're I mean that definitely weighed heavy on my heart the whole time I was in Arizona, especially the southern sections where you do see the border patrol. Like you yeah. I, I guess you could try to ignore it, but for me, every day I was thinking about the journey those people go on, and I I saw some really bullshitty uh, comments about this, um, about how much trash and litter the migrants leave behind, which really pissed me off. <laughs> it's like that's what you're worried about. That's yeah. like the whole like well-intentioned liberal bullshit where it's like this somehow this like leaving a soup can on the side of the trail is a bigger deal than like this person's life. So there was evidence of, um, of the migrants like using the trail to get, to get into the country, which, you know, like I'm fine with, I think that it should just be a super highway of refugees coming up the Arizona trail into the United States and we should embrace them. But it's the kind of thing that like, it's, it's really hard to ignore even as a privileged white person, like walking, those sections and you see you see evidence of people but you don't ever actually see the people which means they're hiking at night they're probably hiking slightly off the trail they're not using flashlights or anything they're moving in silence and that especially that southern section it's rugged as fuck it's really hard yeah um it's super mountainous a lot of people don't know that arizona is as mountainous as it is um that whole first day from the border is just up and up and up and up just it's a it's a whole day of incline to get up to the sky islands and to know that there's people doing it at night and moving in silence and with with little kids with them and scared for their life the whole time and i don't even know where i'm going with this like they're just you have to have compassion for these people and to be concerned about the litter they leave behind or that they might take your job or something and so such bullshit yeah, like, like if, if you've ever hiked like the Arizona Trail and you've done that 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 strenuous hike and imagine doing that in a complete like you, we we do this recreationally, you know, like you hiked yeah. the Arizona Trail mm-hmm. for fun, you know, you did it, and these people are doing this this just out of desperation, like, and that's the that's the fucked up thing is like a lot of these comments are talking about building a wall or building or how this stuff um, how, and worrying about illegals, quote unquote illegals coming in. Is it's so fucked up because none of these people express any compassion or understanding. Like, I was just wondering if, like, if these people have fucking kids, like, you understand that you are not just coming into this country to like for fun. Like, it's not a, an op- It's not just because of an option. Like, there is. It's incredibly hard to come into this country legally, and it's fucking damn near impossible. It takes fucking so long, so much time. A lot of these people are coming from countries that have just been devastated economically by a lot of policies the United States has implemented, and now we're building up this wall and saying keep them out. Um, versus well, we're just completely just destroying their countries, toppling their governments, contributing to climate change, which is disproportionately affects them. And now these people are trying to get away from that, trying to literally give their kids a chance for a better life. And our response is like, oh, it's like, I don't, we don't want to close up the access to the Arizona trail. So we shouldn't build the wall like that. Not, not the real yeah. reason to keep the border wall down is because we fucked up these countries and we shouldn't prevent these people from coming in. But no, just because now, now it inconveniences me. I think, I remember where I was going with all that point now too. And it like what you were saying earlier that like the walls, it's proven to not deter anybody. And if you, I challenge anybody that thinks this wall is going to help to go hike the first hundred miles of the AZT and see the border patrol. There's an air force base right there. There's border patrol stations everywhere. There's a blimp in the air. The terrain's super rugged. It's hot during the day. It's freezing cold at night. And hike that and ask yourself if a fucking wall is going to stop a person that's that's willing to go through all that to get here and god knows what they went through on the southern side of the border to even get to that point yeah if you if you legitimately want to stop uh documented immigrants from this country stop fucking up their countries yeah like 
Stop destroying, stop fucking up with shitty trade policies. Stop deposing their democratically elected leaders. Stop literally carving up the countries because you want better trade routes. It's, it's, stop importing, stop importing weapons into their country in exchange for cocaine to sell in the black communities in the United States. Stop buying cocaine from them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was curious about the, the one person who commented like, um this was where oh what'd she say she was like this was where some uh these are the mountains where traffickers marched through my camp near bathtub spring at 2 a.m i've never been more terrified on a backpacking trip you're fucking dumb then you've never oh wait never mind it's a man and his name is dane what's his yeah (laughs) his handle is oh wait it's d-a-n-d-e-r-s-e-n-g-e-o i don't know what that means dander sangrio well, but, uh, his name says. First of all, Dan he's Anderson. probably extreme. He yeah. was probably already sitting there, like scared because he saw all the border patrol stuff and realized that traffickers might use this section. He has no way of knowing that they were traffickers. When yeah, and by scared, like, why were you just scared because some people walked by at two a.m.? Like, what, scary what brown benefit people would these by. people have to draw attention to themselves by like disturbing you in any way or threatening you or anything? But like, you know, when you're in your tent and for whatever reason, you start thinking about bears and mm-hmm. then every squirrel you hear is a bear. Mm-hmm. That's probably the same with this guy. Like he was thinking about drug traffickers using the trail and anything could have walked by. It could have been me. I might have walked by his tent. <laughs> <laughs> and he would have in his head built this whole story that it was drug traffickers. He probably didn't even know that they were Mexican people. Mm-hmm. And even if he did know that, he didn't know they were drug traffickers. I'm sure they weren't walking through like singing folk songs about being cocaine traffickers. Yeah. And I'm and sure he didn't ask them. His comment also says protecting lawful citizens who use the AZT should be of primary concern to the ATA. Like, no, it's actually about protecting the trail. It has nothing to do with your life or safety. They have no responsibility <laughs> for you as, like, a fragile white person to protect you. Or so yeah. that you feel most safe. I was scared. <laughs> there were scary brown people outside my tent. The thousands of Border Patrol agents with fucking assault rifles are already protecting you from the scary brown people. So chill. Yeah. yeah. They make me feel super safe. And they should be more pissed at their fucking redneck compadres that go around and destroy water caches because they're afraid that some scary brown people might get a drink in the desert, Mm -hmm. which was something that we saw a couple times when we were hiking the AZT was destroyed water caches. And the caches were left there for hikers, but these Minutemen assholes go through and they see water and they think that it's left for migrants, which... Even if it was, it should still be there. Like, don't fucking let people die of thirst in the desert. It sucks. That's not just militias. That's literally Border Patrol doing that. Yeah. They, there's videos of them going around and slicing open fucking water caches. Which, I mean, if, you, if you're a hiker, you've, you've ever... Like, I've been hiking in the desert, running underwater. Like, I know that that's fucking terrifying. It's a horrifying it sucks, feeling. Yeah. It's, it's god-awful. And imagine just being a person who's traveled thousands of miles to escape your your fucked up country um and just trying to give your kids or trying to get a better life and then just to wandering through such a desolate remote dry hot place and just desperation and then running into like just destroyed water caches just because border patrol or some militia man doesn't think you should be in this country like that's so fucked up like that's that's wrong but so the last thing about this post too was just that that stupid line about this is not about politics it was fucking maddening this is literally exactly what we're talking about when we're talking about this whole podcast and this idea of just the outdoors is not a political space this is literally has everything to do with politics like the reason the border wall is going up is a political action is a it's a part of a political rhetoric the 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 call to action that they have is a political action yeah it's, it's literally a comment. saying go comment <laughs> yeah go comment on this government website to prevent this the government from coming in like somehow this is not political somehow these issues of race and these larger uh, issues of like of all the justice with our immigration system these are not political things this is just about preserving the trail I think what their intent what they probably meant was that this it shouldn't be a partisan issue yeah but it is political. yeah it is political and it is partisan there's not leftists that support the border wall and if you are a leftist that supports the border wall you're not a leftist what i think the messaging they were probably trying to get out was that like even if you support the wall that like you should support the mitigation procedures for making the wall um like 
you know, follow the law or at least kind of. You should be a, a you should be a wall NIMBY. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just just be a wall NIMBY and be like, yeah, I mean, you can. I support the wall everywhere except for where I like to hike. Yeah, the, somebody had. I mean, oh. Martin, you sent us a comment from somebody on the Patagonia post too that said. Um, this is the stupidest thing I've read in a while. If you truly are one of those privileged white people, please stay out of the woods. Don't ruin it for the rest of us trying to get away from people like you and your politics. If people want, to, if people of color want to go camping, they will. Don't ruin it for us yeah. with your dang politics. <laughs> yeah, if you don't, if you don't talk about any of these issues, then they won't come into the outdoors, and no one will have to ever worry about them. Yeah, you'll just be able to go camp on your strip mine site and drink water <laughs> from fracking mines yeah. that just <laughs> shows like no how, how much of a cakewalk it must be for like this you know white dude who's like climbing in his profile picture to go into the outdoors like it can't be ruined by like sexism or racism or like ableism but it can be ruined by like someone trying to talk about politics that's just gonna ruin it for him <laughs> yeah yeah that and once my again, whole that, that user is lukeness underscore 90, L-U-K-E-N-E-S-S underscore nine zero, which means he was probably born in 1990, which he, means he's old enough to know better than he can grow <laughs> out of his like libertarian phase or whatever he's going mm-hmm. through by now. Um, all right. Last thing I'm talking about. One end this on a good, on a, on a happy note. Uh, a woman suffered burns after illegally entering Yosemite <laughs> National Park, officials say. Wait, it was Yellowstone, right? Yellowstone. Oh, sorry. So, oh. <laughs> I can't even, like. Oh, wait, also, this... she was she was taking pictures. She was yeah, taking she photos. did the classic selfie backup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so the park is closed, so you're not allowed to be in there at all. Yeah. The woman illegally entered the park. And then she was trying to take a picture and she fell into some thermal features near uh, Old Faithful, um, which was very faithful. Um, the, the, there's a lot of things that people don't realize about some of these hot springs and geysers is that they're very hot. Yeah. <laughs> they don't there's been people falling into geysers and, and hot, pots, hot pots and stuff. Like It feels like every year, every other year for like yeah. several years now. Cause they, cause they think they're hot springs. They think they're just like these like saunas or hot springs that you can just go to like, and that you can just chill out in there. They don't realize yeah. that it's like literally a fucking thermal vent. It's, it's, it's venting out the heat from the heart of the planet. Like it's <laughs> fucking hot. I think a big reason why this happens is like the like babysitting that modern America kind of does for you. Like other than the outdoors, everything's become such like a, safe like little mommy that takes care of you that you feel like well if they let people this close to it then it must be safe mm-hmm. and people just let their guard down like they don't realize that like oh there are still wild parts of the country that shit can go horribly wrong <laughs> and one of them is walking near the open vent they have signage <laughs> everywhere they have boardwalks in all the geyser or like thermal areas that designate like where you can go and where you can't go and they don't have like any railings or like barriers up or whatever but i'm assuming that's just like you know so that kids can see and like for stuff like that but like even still people fall off the boardwalks and they fall into the things or they yeah they see the signs that are like don't get anywhere near these geysers and they're like oh it can't be that bad like it's not even like people are in the wilderness and stumble upon you know like that geyser in the middle of like the pct or whatever it's like you're in fucking Yellowstone. You're there to see like famous thermal features and you're still going to let your guard down that much. Or be so unaware. Yeah. yeah. Or just think that this sign doesn't apply to me. So I, not only am I, not only does this park being closed not apply to me, but this sign warning me, I am, I am above the, the laws of thermodynamics or, or physics or this stuff. Like I am totally, I am I'm above all this. <laughs> yeah. My skin will never be harmed in any way. I have to Get say the if, the park, at all costs. if the park was open, I would have had more sympathy for, I, I wouldn't be laughing probably. I mean, I probably, I don't know. I don't know what my reaction would be, but Not, like I'm laughing. Because you wouldn't be publicly laughing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, cause it, if, I mean, if it's like a crowded place, like there's boardwalks, but like you could trip off of them. It, if it's like crowded or whatever, like accidents happen. Yeah. And like, I'm sure it, like that's all this was, was like an accident. She wasn't like one of those people who tries to like feel if it's hot or whatever. Like it was just a genuine accident, but also given the current situation, you just have to chuckle. 
Also, it's okay to laugh, I think, because she lived and is fine because she drove away after that. I just keep imagining it making the sound from uh, Mario Kart when you like go off the track. Ah! Uh-huh. 